Burning Man has fallen. The burners, they've gone feral. The orgy dome is nothing more than a shelter now. The portable toilets are overflowing. Desperate attendees have destroyed their cars attempting to leave. And as rations are depleted, the threat of cannibalism looms. Tech bros, marketing managers, doctors, lawyers, dentists, and crypto enthusiasts, they've all shed their meticulously crafted outfits and are desperately crying out for help. Save me! Save me! But help isn't coming. They belong to the playa now. All right, some of that was embellished, but uh, there was a legitimate crisis taking place at the annual Burning Man Festival this past weekend after a storm rolled through the desert, turning the landscape into a gigantic, inescapable mud pit that left tens of thousands of people stranded and blocked access to emergency services, leading to one of the most surreal new sentences of at least this year. President Biden has been briefed on the situation at the Burning Man Festival, according to a White House official. I, I do want, like, the, the image of someone explaining what Burning Man is to Joe Biden, I wish we had that audio. It's the festival that Hunter went to 10 years ago. Oh, Hunter definitely went to at least one Burning Man. Yeah. And yeah. Probably, ha probably had a great time. Had the time of his life. Probably, they, do, they, do they crown like a May Queen at Burning Man? <laughs> I think so. I think they'd they do something should. like that. They should, yeah. It would be Hunter Biden would be the May Queen. I just love the idea of like Joe Biden. I mean, it is. it reminds me of the, the meme of George Bush on 9-11. <laughs> Sir, Sir. <laughs> a second storm has hit the playa. But I mean, look, these people, the, they, they're like, oh, it's like we're rebuilding society from the ground up. We're getting back to our basic primal roots. And it's like, well, that's not always going to be a party. Yeah, and uh, that might have come a little more true this year and than the other we years. we might be bringing back diseases that were eradicated in the Stone yeah. Age. They're coming back. But yeah, have no fear, because in what has become a metaphor for the entire festival, the rich and famous were able to quickly escape on their private jets while everyone else was forced to shelter in place and told to conserve food and water for an indefinite amount of time. Yeah. But let's start from the beginning of this chaotic scene. And we're going to just assume that you know what Burning Man is, but uh, to make it as brief as possible, it's a hippie fest out in the desert where people go outside the reach of modern society and its norms <laughs> to experience enlightenment, demonstrate their creativity, and be their true selves without judgment. It be your true self. But, you know, let's be honest, it's a lot of partying, music, booze, drugs, and fucking. Lots of fucking weird fucking, loud fucking, All kinds wet of fucking. fucking, dry fucking, mud fucking, mud fucking. Yeah, they burn a bunch of wooden sculptures, and then a majority of the attendees go back to their normal lives, having having gotten the poison out. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a that's an important thing that yeah. uh, you know some people don't. It's Rumspringa. Uh, yes, they get all their <laughs> demons out or their yeah, weirdness out in one that's week, good. and uh, they they can come back and leave or lead normal adjusted lives and i think that's great they think they're they think they're leaving it all behind but they're gonna be finding sand and weird places for yeah. weeks now having said that a certain percentage of people they live the burn lifestyle year round oh yeah they we have, have mutuals who live the burn lifestyle uh, year round they have local meetups yeah uh, they're always building some kind of contraption uh, yeah, often uh, building illegal after-hours bars that uh, burn down. Ooh, due that's to, a real uh, bad, bad situation. Permitting. Yes, uh, that yeah. happened up in the Bay Area. That is one of the negative side effects. Of I the... went to a similar uh, type place uh, here in LA. That uh, after that happened in the Bay Area, they quickly just like cleared that warehouse out. Yeah, it was like they were never there. Uh huh. 
But uh, yeah, so it's not exactly the same Burning Man that it was 20 years ago. Uh, the cost of attendance yeah. itself Skyrocketing. is... Skyrocketing. Yeah, it used to be just, you know, you yeah, show you up. Yeah, you show up. It, it's like... I don't want to say how much, like, I don't know for a fact how, it's thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, between the planning, the transportation, everything. That no, but just the it, cost of admission that's is thousands crazy. of dollars. That's, and that's without everything else you need to survive in the middle yeah. of fucking nowhere with no real services or anything. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, then again, nothing is ever the same as when it started. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's just like, man, Co- Coachella isn't what it used to be. Well, yeah. Nothing is what it used to be. Sorry. Coachella changed, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people found the experience fun and cathartic. It grew in popularity. Eventually, rich and powerful people started flocking to the festival in droves. Yeah, it's like particularly a, a type of rich and powerful person that seems to dominate more and more uh, our conversations on this show. We're talking about tech people from yeah. Northern California. And like, like I said, I get it for them too. It's like, I wonder if Brian Johnson was there. That I, I assumed that that might be the case. Hmm. But it is a place where you know, they have to be such fucking assholes, pieces of shit, and buttoned up in their normal lives that they're like, I just want to feel something again. Yeah, but like, I don't... And I have to pay for the privilege. I don't even know if they... Because like, all the... Like, Steve Jobs was like the OG at this. But they they love like going on mystical uh, vision quests. But I'm not sure what they're really getting out of it because... Because it doesn't seem to work. Yeah, it's just like, yes, no... I am correct to treat everyone around me like uh, yeah. NPCs. It's and, weird what and they're I am getting the, out of it. I am the main character of reality. Yeah. It's uh. like the opposite. They, ha- they experience the exact opposite of ego death. Yes, ego boost. Ego fortification. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this year, though, the theme of radical self-reliance went a little too radical. When storms moved through the area, and it turned the entire desert into mud. Very thick, very deep mud. Not just... Yeah. Not the mud you're thinking of. This is mud you struggle to walk around in. It sucks your feet down as you move. Yeah. It is, yeah. You don't want to be in the desert during no. rain. And in an incredibly ironic twist of fate, the festival literally started with a bunch of climate activists blocking access to the playa for an extended period of time to protest the festival's negative environmental impact. If only everyone had just listened to those climate activists and turned around, they wouldn't have been trapped in the desert as a result of climate change. Fast forward a few days and you've got videos like these making their way to social media. You got three quarters of an inch of rain. Travel is impossible. And there's about 70,000 people stranded on a barren lake bed. But fortunately, burners are badass and brought all the supplies we need. Or most of us. We got people who came by bus camped on the edge of the city. They're in pop-up tents and at risk of getting hypothermia. But we don't need outside help. We're going to bind together. Get radically self-reliant. Dry out the furniture. And keep the party going. The alternative is to fall into despair, roll over, and die. And we all have a choice in how we're going to handle this. So everyone open up your Starlink satellites people can communicate with their families. Make an expedition to the edge of the city with food and water. And don't fight anybody because we're all in this together. Bury those negative thoughts and gratitude for your life because a couple people didn't make it last night. And know that we're all going to clean up this mess and get out of here. This is the hand we were dealt this year and together we're going to get through it. Yeah, I'm happy to be here in civilization and not in that. In retrospect, everyone that attended this is going to, for the rest of their lives, talk about how it was the best experience of their entire lives. Oh, we're never going to hear the end of it. No. Oh, you didn't go to Burning Man 23? Well, you're not a real burner. You had to be there, man. Exactly. So, yeah, the biggest risk here seemed to be some sort of public health crisis caused by overflowing and unmanageable portable toilets, potential hypothermia, and what we can only assume is thousands of cases of trench foot. Yep. It's back, baby. World War One wasn't enough. 
Because, yeah, every fucking video I saw of these people, they're like, hey, it's fine, we're doing fine, that none of them wearing wearing shoes, they're all just frolicking yeah, around. their shoes are lost right. in There's the no point, but yeah. they they should be getting just on a chair or anything. They're just... You, Dry those bad boys you, out. You cannot have your feet, bare or not, in mud for hours at a time. This is... It's trench foot. You yep. got fucking trench foot. You're going to be able to notice who the... Well, if you can't notice by just their presence in general, yeah. you'll notice who the... Uh, conspicuous burners are, they'll be the ones limping throughout yeah. their day-to-day lives for the next and, and it, couple of weeks. It comes quickly. It's like pretty much almost every episode of Naked and Afraid. Like yeah. After like day one, they're like, ah, fuck. I've got the trench I've foot. I've got trench foot. Well, Ugh. but uh, yeah, one thing that didn't happen on, well, I'm not going to say unfortunately, because it was funny, but also it would have been... It was outrageous to think yeah. that this was really happening, but it was funny to see people react as though it was really happening. Yeah, it was, yeah, conceptually very funny. It, in reality, <laughs> if this had actually happened, it would have been, been horrifying. Bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, there was no Ebola outbreak. That was a, that was a joke. People were having a laugh. They were a little internet hoax. Doing a goof. Classic yeah. internet hoax. Um, yeah, despite the internet having a blast perpetuating a rumor that suggested that Ebola had, in fact just ravage the playa. Uh, yeah, there were fake, n- fake news article screenshots, fake everything, just a brilliant and masterful troll over the weekend. Fake, like, on-the-ground tweets of, like, well, what's going on? Like, the FEMA just pulled up with yeah. men in uh, suits. And it's a, it's a perfect, like, recipe for this to work because no matter how outrageous the claim is, the amount of people who look down on burners with disdain, whether it's, like, as the result of, like, jealousy or thinking they're gross hippies, or thinking that it's counter counterculture gone wrong, or that it's like whatever. You mash those two together, and you have just the most yeah. delicious, believable soup. It would be a funny like fake documentary or something. Not Ebola, but something similar, some sort of zombie disease. Yeah. Anyway, well, no- the, the writers are on strike. It's a terrible time for this experience to happen. No yeah. one's writing this down. So yeah, numerous people were joking on Twitter. Sorry, X that they were in attendance and were testing positive for the Ebola virus. Just got the results uh, back. Uh, but yeah, instead it looked like a completely miserable time in a completely disgusting conditions with no timeline for escape. And you know why this happened? Hmm. Not just climate change. This was uh, karma for Burning Man not allowing John Wilson to license mm-hmm. all of the hundreds of hours of footage yeah. that he shot at last year's Burning Man, which would have undoubtedly been a true work of art, yeah. but which will never see the light of day due to licensing issues. That's what you get. But yeah, some burners embrace the chaos and claim that this is actually what the festival's all about. Uh, no thanks. And uh, yeah, they claimed it was actually the best festival in years and that it would benefit the burner community by chasing away all the, the normies in the future. This all the, is, the weekend warriors. This uh, catastrophic storm is the best thing that ever happened to Burning Man. You know, this... this <laughs> This avalanche is the best thing to happen to Everest because all these fucking normies keep climbing. And now that like a dozen of them have died and their bodies will remain up at the summit of Everest for uh, all time, frozen in place, uh, you know, I feel like Everest can finally get get back to to its roots. Yeah. But yeah, quote, when you get pushed to extremes, that's when the most fun happens. Doubt. Brian Fraioli, 45, a veteran burner who works in finance in New York, told NBC News. I, this is the thing. Like, I've known a lot of people who've been to Burning Man and loved it. Yeah. But then I, when I read, like, profiles about the burner community, it's 
fucking tech and finance people make up so much of the population of burners that I can't possibly see myself enjoying. It's the hypocrisy that gets me. Yeah, like I don't. Like, no, it is. It is because all it's the. It's like you're not fucking cool. I'm sorry. You yeah. you might feel awesome, but like you were not. And you're actually making the world a worse place. Definitely Fuck the you. type of person who goes back to the office and is insufferable for the next like month. Yeah. Just like one of these days, man, I'm gonna leave this all behind. All this, all this job, this never-ending job. I'm gonna live on the playa. And it's like it's different than other festivals. Like there's a lot of like insufferable like rich dicks who go to like EDC. Mm-hmm. But that's like EDC is straightforward. It's like I'm going to a festival to do drugs for three days. Yeah, to embrace and, the excesses of yeah, life. Like, yeah. and that's all it is. It's not. It's nothing deeper to it than no. that. Other than like, I the, expect tech bros and finance guys to be yeah, at EDC. But like the yeah. Burning Man thing, it feels like they they see themselves as like elevated, like yeah. above society. Uh, they have achieved enlightenment where so many others are still living in the cave. But yeah, they come back and they're doing the same and in some cases worse things yeah. to society than like, other people. It was like Grover Norquist was there. Uh, Neil Katyal, the guy who... Yeah, we talk <laughs> okay. about it. Yeah, uh, it, Like we said, though, the whole thing, it was a pretty big metaphor for society in general. In the face of absolute death and destruction at the hands of our planet, regular people simply partied harder, which is kind of what's happening right now in our general uh, reality. Just yeah. like the end's coming. Fuck it. Uh, some attempted treacherous escapes, trudging through miles and miles of desert mud. And rich people left at the first sign of trouble. Yeah, that's yeah. how the rich stay rich. They uh, Great risk analysis. Mm-hmm. They have videos of themselves being extracted from the area before boarding their private jets back to safety, while everyone else was left to fend for themselves. And the most notable example was videos posted by Diplo, showing himself and Chris Rock being driven away from the playa in the back of a pickup truck. Everyone remain calm. Diplo and Chris Rock have been rescued. Well, uh, Chris Rock, I mean, he probably, he's like, things are going to get tense here. People are, emotions are going to uh, get elevated. Someone's yeah. gonna Everyone s- knows me as the guy who gets slapped. People, someone's going to get slapped and it ain't going to be me. Not this time. <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> I'm out of here. Also making their escape and posting about it was Neil Katyal who, despite looking like this and attending an anti-corporate hippie festival, is notorious for defending corporations over their use of child slavery. Yeah, uh, this guy's interesting fellow. He was at one point uh, one of the top picks for the Supreme Court, but he is like, he is the, uh, the pinnacle of like lawyers not seeing what they do as having any moral element is just, you know, everyone's- It's, enti- it's work. Everyone's entitled to, uh, you know, re- representation. And so, uh, you know, it's it's just an honor to, it's an honor to p- present the cases, but it's like, buddy, you d- literally do not have to agree to uh, represent Nestle I- in their lawsuit about whether also, child slavery is And now is you cool. become like the perfect example of someone who attends Burning Man, despite what yeah. they do with their normal yeah, every he's day not, lives. He didn't have any fucking moral awakening there. No. He, if anything, he became more steadfast in his belief that he is a good person who has done nothing wrong. Yes, I guess we can say that Burning Man really pushes you in whatever direction you're already heading. Yeah, and I'd say that's that's true of... It's a lot of things, yeah. A lot of things. But yeah, at one point on Sunday, it was reported that upwards of 70,000 people were stranded in the desert with more storms looming on the horizon but as of Monday afternoon, it appears as though folks were given the green light to make their escape. Here's the New York Times with an update. Thousands of people who had spent days stranded at the Burning Man Festival in a rain-gorged stew of mud <laughs> and slop 
began to pack up their camps on Monday and stream away from the sprawling site in remote northwest Nevada. Exodus operations have officially begun, organizers wrote in a post on social media. Even in normal years, leaving Burning Man can take up to 12 hours as thousands of cars and trailers creep off the desert playa and onto a jammed two-lane road. This year, organizers urged the roughly 72,000 attendees to consider postponing their departure until Tuesday to avoid creating an epic traffic jam. It continues, Roughly a third of the campers had packed up and moved out, and others were collecting mud cake flotsam left behind in the rutted ground. There were abandoned bikes, mud-smothered tents, and the steel skeleton of a 15-foot shade structure. At camps, people raked the ground to search for any items that had become mixed into the hardening batter of dirt and rain. Some people had decided to stay in the hope that an improved weather forecast on Monday night would allow for Burning Man to stage the festival's twice-postponed climax, the burning of a towering wooden effigy shaped like a man. Of course I'm staying, said Olivia Steele, 38, an artist whose trailer had become home to half a dozen other campers fleeing their leaking tents. We come here every year to get schooled. This time we got a great education. Okay. All right, Olivia. Yeah. Anyway, this wasn't the only massive music festival failure this weekend. Uh, over in New York City, the Electric Zoo Festival was a complete logistical nightmare with some areas of the festival still under construction when crowds started to arrive on Friday. The main stage was still under construction. Isn't this the second year in a row where something like fucked up happens at Electric Zoo? Yeah, it's be I don't know exactly the reason, but one of the big reasons is that it's on an island. In between, uh, it's not the Hudson, it's the East River, I think. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it makes things a little tougher. Uh, also, they were having, not evacuation, but it, it became that issues because they ended up just telling everyone to leave. <laughs> but they, they blamed the stage building delays on uh, the supply chain issues. You're planning this festival a year in advance. Yeah. Ugh. It's COVID, guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this caused delays at the entrance and that will call, leading to people rushing the gates and causing the festival workers to close off access, which blocked legitimate ticket holders from attending the event that they had paid for. The chaos spilled over into the next day of the three-day event when long lines at will call resulted in many of the same problems from the day before. Here's NBC News with more on this. Electric Zoo, the three-day electronic music festival held on Randall's Island in New York over Labor Day weekend, was plagued by production and capacity issues, leaving patrons disgruntled. The festival, which came under new management last year, got off to a rocky start, canceling the first day, Friday, after organizers failed to complete construction of the main stage. The festival did open Saturday, but festival goers who spoke with NBC News detailed hours-long wait times just to enter the venue. Finally, on Sunday, organizers started turning ticket holders away claiming the venue had reached capacity. Quote, This year has presented unparalleled challenges for everyone, Electric Zoo organizers wrote in an Instagram post Friday morning. The global supply chain disruptions <laughs> have impacted industries worldwide, and sadly, our beloved festival has not been immune. These unexpected delays have prevented us from completing the construction of the main stage in time for day one. When the festival officially kicked off on day two, patrons said festivities were delayed and some on social media said they waited up to five hours just to pick up their tickets from Will Call. The supply chain uh, excuse is like especially uh, suspicious because New York City is the, again, I'm sorry to bring it back to John Wilson again, but it is the scaffolding capital of the world. Yeah. And what are stages but just big scaffolding? Also, major port city and yeah. dozens probably hundreds of other festivals across the entire country, just yeah. fine. Completely fine. If the Juggalos hmm. can do it in the middle of the Midwest, but you can't do it in New York City, something's wrong. 
yeah, gathering the juggalos is the real Burning Man, in my opinion. By the way. True. Yeah. It's the only real music experience you can have. Yeah. In this country. And yeah, it's and it's it's got. And that, it's real salt of the earth people. It it still has that uh, that hint of danger to it. Yeah. Well, now Burning, Burning Man has it too. Yeah. And speaking of like the mud, uh, rehardening over it, like. You go back there when it's been dry for a while, you've been able to carve out fossils and stuff from the yeah. uh, previous burns. Great job, guys. Leaving lots of traces. Yeah, no, that's the other <laughs> problem with this is, like, even in a good year, everyone, you know, obviously it's a great thing to focus on taking everything with you. You leave no trace. Uh -huh. That is a great goal. In reality, that doesn't happen. And thousands upon thousands of pounds of trash and plastic yeah. and garbage are just left there. This year is going to be even worse because anything that could have been reused or recycled is now just buried in the dirt or ruined and can no longer be reused. Yeah. Anyway, while some were trapped in the real world, the rest of us were living out our greatest fantasies online during the pre-release launch of Starfield. Yeah. Okay, well, not everyone was having a good time because over the weekend, a bunch of anti-woke, unwashed, very unwashed gamer nerds got just steaming mad mm. at this game. This highly anticipated game for the crime of perpetuating the woke agenda by... Let's see here. Oh, uh, allowing users to select their character's pronouns. <gasps> oh! <laughs> oh! I've been shot by the woke gun! Grow up! Literally how your character is supposed to be addressed by other characters in the game. It's, uh, it's an RPG. It's kind of important for immersiveness and uh, customization. It's a, it's a subtle option that most people probably didn't even give a second thought to while selecting from the numerous customizable character settings. We would say that we have no idea why people are getting so upset about an option to select your pronouns, but we all know the answer. They hate trans people. That, that's, that's it. That's it. That's all it is. Yes. They're transphobic. Yeah. And, and, and phobic, they're... Phobia implies fear. They are afraid, but they, they literally just hate them. Yes. And, uh, yeah, conservatives in general, just literally just uttering the word pronouns is enough to completely set them off regardless of how it's being used. It's like catnip. It's chum. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Or, or the fact that everyone complaining uses pronouns every single day of their lives. It is just a part of language. Yeah, this is so... It's so frustrating, this in particular, because they're... This is... A an argument that has absolutely nothing to it. Yeah. It's like, they... And listen, like, 99% of the time, there is there is no need to, uh, you know, state your pronouns. But at the start of a game that's 80 hours long... Of dialogue where people yeah, are addressing you. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's probably a pretty important step. And uh, I'm pretty sure the default option was like whatever body type you had yeah. just selected. So you literally don't even have to click anything. It's just like, hey, in case you want to change it, here you go. You know, this is a role-playing game. You can be or whoever you want to, you know, make a character that's wild and crazy. Yeah. No, I'm going to be the white male soldier. Pronoun option? What? Yeah, I mean, they hate it because it makes them think about trans people. And thinking about trans people pisses them off yeah. for some reason. But, uh, and, 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 again, sorry. This is the one, uh, this is the one form of bigotry that Americans are taking a backseat to the old country, Great Britain. Uh, yeah. they are, they are the, that is transphobe island, turf island over there, and they are leading the cause with their just absolute, like, hysteria over this issue. Oh, I didn't even put it in the episode, but this, uh, 
also JK Rowling had a big thing this weekend where she liked a tweet that was like, at least the Taliban know what a woman is. Yeah. And then tried to, I, I don't, I haven't looked into it, but apparently allegedly was like filing cease and desist for oh. people talking about her the, the liking Brit, the tweet. The Brits are very litigious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, speaking of transphobic British people, yeah. look at this fucking gammon. There is nothing I love more than to, to, to sit down, comfy chair, turn on my PC, fire up a brand new RPG, uh, uh, lose myself, think, oh my God, just think of this world, just think of all the planets I can visit, all the immersive things that I can get involved with, all the fights, all the relationships, all the people I meet, all the places I go. I'm so excited to go there. And you know, I love nothing more than with all of that laid out in front of me, I love nothing more than to be dragged out at every fucking conceivable opportunity so you can fucking current day us. Sorry, did you want to get immersed in our world? Yeah, well, guess what? Fucking pronouns! Fucking gender ambiguity! Fucking current day Californian shit! Because that's all we fucking know! Because we're boring! We're so fucking boring! Fuck your immersion! Fuck you having a good time! Fuck you falling into a world and just getting lost! No, no, no! Current fucking day! Fuck off! You're boring! You're fucking dull! You have nothing to say! You are a one hived mind twat waffle! You take everything we love, all our immersions, all our fantasies, all our escapism, and you just can't help shovel your dog shit fucking crap ideology into everything, every single solitary fucking thing! So this guy has been yeah. widely, widely mocked for his outburst and inspired a whole new set of illustrated Wojak memes. New the one Wo good thing to come out of this. New Wojaks just dropped. Yeah. Deservedly so. It's literally the dumbest complaint possible. It's literally a role-playing game. Your character needs to be addressed verbally. It takes place in fucking outer space. You can create any kind of character you want to. Apparently this dude and a bunch of weirdos cannot get over the fact that there's an option regarding how you want to be addressed in conversation. It, it, it seems like this is the logical end of the argument because there's just nothing there, not even a glimmer of plausible deniability that their argument relates to anything but bigotry and anger. They can't even say that they're being like misconstrued. Yeah, they're, they're getting mad at a video game for having an option on how your character's addressed. I just can't even like extrapolate anything else from this. So mad that they're screaming at the camera and I, I, I fucking love the bookshelf of doll that this adult man has in the background of his shot. Like, you are, I'm sorry, you are not the alpha male rescuing Western civilization. You are a, a man-child with toys on a, on a fucking bookshelf, ha filling your diaper over a fucking video game. Playing it during pre-release. A moment for the biggest fans, the most anticipated gamers. So yeah, you can't even make fun of it. It's, it's legitimately deranged and honestly kind of, kind of scary. That they're getting this mad at an option for pronouns in a futuristic space game. Luckily, uh, over in Britain, they don't have, uh, you know... Access to the arsenal that we yeah. have here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy, was the worst thing's going to happen. He's going to stab someone with a fucking fork. But it but, wasn't uh, just this guy who represents all British people. It was also a man who represents all Americans. Dr. Disrespect uh, wandered into the discourse by uh, complaining that 
First of all, he was rejected for a sponsorship deal for the game, and then decided on his own to play it. It is like, uh, uh, what, did Bethesda offer anyone a sponsorship? Like, no, yeah, for sure. They, they, they absolutely. It, it, it's funny that they would even do that though, because this is already one of the most like anticipated yeah, but games every of the game, decade. Every publisher does that. I guess it just seems like a waste of money. Yeah. Oh no, people aren't going to buy fucking Starfield if we don't pay streamers to hype it up for us. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he also noted that a Bethesda executive had pronouns in their bio. Oh. And then posted a follow-up tweet uh, about the clip that went viral, stating in his tweet that, quote, politics should stay out of the video game industry. Despite spending uh, a substantial part of his entire professional gaming career playing Call of Duty. Yeah, it's always funny. Every couple months, uh, it's just like, oh, Call of Duty's not political. And it's just... So you think a game about uh, where you play as a soldier of the U.S. Empire, a game that is uh, very conveniently uh, like rewriting the narratives around a lot, like like taking a lot of overseas conflict. Yeah, like in in one of the in Modern Warfare, New Modern Warfare One, like taking a war atrocity literally committed by the U.S. and recreating it, but making it like, oh, the Russians did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit like that. And literally reframing history. Or, like, uh, I think in that same game, they had, like, a scene very similar to, like, the Bin Laden raid, and, like, it, it was just... It's political, guys. But that's fine. But putting a, a, a black person in a World War One game is not fine. Or a woman sniper, My not fine. My immersion, no. Uh, now, aside from the uh, this option... At the start of the game, by the way, people were also upset that you could flirt with men once you've progressed far enough into the game. I guess that they are unaware that in in the game, just like in life, you simply do not have to flirt with members of the same sex. You just don't do it. If you don't want to. I, I, maybe they're worried about being tempted. That's uh, that's another, <laughs> like, it's this, like, repressed homosexuality. A lot of that, I mean, I don't want to say they're all closet cases, but... Uh, some are. Some of them definitely are. The problem is all these dorks just make characters that are them except strong. Yeah. They're the men they they make. Their version of role-playing fantasy is make, creating the man they wish they could be in the game. For me, I, I like I like make, making the ugliest possible man I can, I can create within yeah. the parameters of the game. You should yeah. have seen my Fallout 4 character looked like fucking between Quasimodo and Cyrano de Bergerac. He was a freak. It's just, it's it so... Kinda, it actually ruined the game for me because when I met the scientist uh, at the underground lab, I was like, well, that guy's fucking weird there looking has, too. Uh, you know, obviously there's millions of hours of footage of this game from the various people who have played it, streamed it, and uploaded it or whatever. But I guarantee you, somewhere out there, there's a, a fat, angry dude who's creating his character gets the head thing, makes it look exactly like him, and gets the body and cranks it all the way up to tall muscle man. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, that is their fantasy. It is. And it takes away from their, like, ultimate fantasy of what they want to be that's to have an option adding, to flirt uh, with men. That's why they started adding dick sliders to yeah. things. More and more. Seeing it more and more these days. Yeah, uh, but yeah. It's weird that this option, these options in general are so upsetting. Uh... It's, it makes them feel weird. It makes them feel insecure, maybe a little horny that they can flirt with other dudes in the game. Um, but at the same time, they're not able to understand that sometimes people play as women characters. Yeah. The option is there as well. Some people are also gay. Is that shocking also, to hear? Also, they, they should like the fact that in a role-playing game, homosexuality is a choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like they believe it is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we would also like to point out that they probably would not have given any of this a second thought 
if the flirt option came up while they were playing a female character talking to a female character. Well, that's different because it's hot. Yeah, they probably would have just jerked off instead. Uh, I'm ending the stream now. <laughs> no, no reason. Yeah. Stream will be back up in five minutes. Yeah. Have you played it yet? I love it. I'm uh, 17 hours in or so. Jesus, I, I haven't started yet. But I... I'm a, I'm a huge Bethesda apologist. Like I liked. I didn't love it, but I liked Fallout 76 enough for what oh, it was. I didn't. I liked. I love Fallout 4. All the Wolfenstein games are yeah, my favorites. Yeah. I like. Yeah. I'm generally, aside from Fallout 76, I. Uh, yeah. I, it I, is not to downplay it, but it, it is Fallout 4 in space. Fuck yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm excited to get into it, but I'm also scared because it, yeah, it's it's gonna ruin my life. Yeah. So gotta be gotta be careful. I got a lot of shit I need to take care of. I, I need I got a lot of shit I need to do. And introducing Starfield in my life at this moment yeah. is almost an act of violence. It is. Uh, you were trying to ruin my life. I've only experienced like two glitches or whatever. One was the game froze and shut down. Big deal. In 17 hours, it happened once. The other mm. one was a. Uh, well, okay, so twice when I talked to people, but I approached them from behind, their heads would spin around, but not their bodies. But that's but that's, fun. that's part of the charm of these Bethesda yeah. games. Like, the engine is like this fucking, it's just taped together with, like, duct tape and rope. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing to see what they can do with an engine so old. Yeah. Yeah. But let's talk crypto, because you are never going to believe what happened. I probably will believe what happened. Get your tissues ready. Prepare yourself to sympathize with all the... Degenerate oh, tech I'm getting my tissues ready for this news. Because Stake, <laughs> Stake, the online crypto casino with uh, ties, ties to the streaming platform Kick. They own it. Yes, has been hacked, and forty million dollars worth of crypto was stolen oh, as a that's, result. Oh, that's terrible! Oh my gosh. Looks like they might need to reconfigure some of those streaming contracts to loosen up some of that uh, liquid money. Uh oh, big problem. Uh, here's CoinDesk, cryptocurrency casino Stake appears to have been targeted by an exploit, with on-chain analyst Cybers reporting that $16 million has been withdrawn on the Ethereum network following a private key leak. Blockchain sleuth Zach XBT backed up Cybers' claim, stating that $15.7 million had been drained on Ethereum, and another $25.6 million had been lost across Polygon and the Binance Smart Chain. The stolen funds have been converted to Ether and transferred to several externally owned wallets, Cybers said. They got him. Yeah, you know. Hey, XQC, uh, we're going to need some of that money back. You didn't spend it all on our casino, did you? Because now that money's gone. The house didn't even win with this one. I mean, it's a gambling website. It's I, I would assume they they got lots more, but who knows? Yeah. Anyway, short episode. It's Labor Day. We shouldn't even fucking be here. Yeah. Who the hell is my boss? Because I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. That's right. This is not fair. This is, this is the day for workers like me. Go oh. home and play Starfield. Oh, wait. I'm my own boss? Yeah. Fuck. We chose to stay here and do the other thing, entertain you. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get to Starfield maybe maybe next week. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave you on a bit of a cliffhanger here for our next video, which will be Tech News Day, because Elon Musk is always up to something. And before we filmed this episode, um, tweeted something. Sorry, posted, generic posted on X, the Everything app, something that typically would uh, you know the average person would not find themselves having to say or tweet. Once you've had to say this, you've already kind of lost. Yeah. Obviously, it's a bit strange that he would have to clarify this unless he did or said something that would constitute a dire need for clarification, but here you go. To be super clear, I am pro-free speech, but against anti-Semitism of any kind. Hmm. All right, buddy. Well, I mean, I, I, I believe you. He's against it. Yeah. 
uh, especially after reading that. We'll, we'll probably get into it more, but the short version of this explanation is uh, he's pissed at the Anti-Defamation League for um, allegedly scaring away advertisers by pointing out that Twitter is filled with hate speech. And um, They pointed it out by saying, uh, here, hey, go here, twitter.com, yeah, x.com. Scroll for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's threatening to sue them for $22 billion because uh, they he believes that they are solely responsible for the company losing half of its value since he bought it. Yeah. I hope he does it. This would be the funniest lawsuit ever. Not for him. No, sir. But uh, the discovery will be fantastic. Yeah. Anyways, before we go, we do have to pay our respects to two musical legends who passed this weekend. And we're going to leave the lighter one for the end. But yeah, let's talk about Smash Mouth first because despite all the memes and the Shrek references, it's really fucking bleak because lead singer Steve Harwell died from liver failure as a result of severe alcohol abuse. Yeah, it's this is uh, it's not great. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's also been a very public downfall yeah, it's for the, the past kind of thing. couple there's, years. There's just so much evidence of like this man's downward spiral. Yeah, it's and, a bummer. Uh, yeah, liver failure. It's I mean, I had a, I had a friend or acquaintance who like died of liver failure at like 29. Like it, yeah, it, same. It really does not take a long time of no. like hardcore alcoholism to like just fucking kill you just like cause your organs to stop working yeah so uh one of the many reasons i stopped drinking it just uh i was in the pandemic and uh it got a little too serious with the drinking and uh had to put a stop to it and i'm not exactly the type of person who can uh do things i'm either all or none basically can't tap the brakes no 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 it's uh we're slamming the brakes there's no one or two drinks for old for old rick so now there's zero drinks that's good uh but yeah that it's 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 very sad. And yeah, people are having a ball with this online and it is a funny song and you know, Shrek great movie, undeniable. But uh, this guy race. did not go out in a fun way. No, it's fucked up. But on the other side of alcoholism, there's Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, Margaritaville. Yeah, uh Jimmy Buffett also has uh passed away, though he lived to be much older. Uh both brought joy into people's lives through songs that some would just write off as silly. But uh, they helped a lot of people. I mean, Parrot Heads, he, there's a community yeah. of uh, Buffett freaks out there. Who Both are, yeah. wildly different experiences with alcohol. Uh, but their legacies will live on forever. And uh, there's a great clip from the uh, coverage here in Los Angeles. Uh, the guy behind Meth Syndicate got uh, fully dressed in all of his Margaritaville attire mm-hmm. and went down to Margaritaville at Universal City like Walk. 10 a.m. Got interviewed by the news about the passing of Jimmy it's five Buffett. Five o'clock somewhere. I'll I'll, it, I'll link it below. I'll put it in right now. But if for some reason it gets hit by copyright, we'll take it out. But here, just watch a clip. It's lived on for half a century. It's five o'clock somewhere, so I have an excuse to drink at eleven a.m. I like mine with lettuce and tomatoes, Heinz fifty-seven, and French fried potatoes. His legacy: a reminder to let loose. I've had uh, three margaritas. And just enjoy the ride. Incredible stuff. Great t-shirts. Yeah, what a legacy. Anyways, uh, that's it for today's video. Make sure you like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure hit the hit the hit the like button. We're here on Labor Day working. Yeah. I thought I was confused. I thought Labor Day meant to work, but uh, I was wrong. Do you not appreciate the the value that our labor has produced? I, I appreciate it so much that I'm here making a show for everyone to watch with their time off. So like the video, uh, click the join button if you want to. If not, just check out our other videos. We have a new episode of Weekly Weird News over here about radioactive boars. And we have a recent episode of News Dump. You can watch both of those, and we'll be back with some tech news. Bye-bye. Bye.